Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Rogue Watch Knobs, the only watch podcast that knows whatever happens, happens. You have made it all the way to episode 192. Michael, happy four-year anniversary. Happy four-year anniversary. <laughs> I'd give you a kiss if I could. I'd give you a kiss if there wasn't a pandemic going on. I'll give you <laughs> I'll give you an elbow bump through the microphone. Does that count? <laughs> through the microphone. That counts. Oh, let's kiss our elbows and then elbow bump through the microphone. Fuck it. Right? Boom. Boom. Man. Okay. Happy four year anniversary. It is roughly around this time, four years ago, September 16th, that Michael and I conceived of the idea for Two Broke Watch Snobs. Um, basically, it was one of those things where, hey, other watch podcasts that were around at the time are bad. <laughs> Let's do something better. It's super, it. it's super cliche, but that was it. I remember exactly where I was at the time. Um, that's when I was working at NBC Universal, and I was like downstairs in this like cool little waiting area they have with like trees and stuff. And I was like, I was talking with you, and I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember how we got on it, but I think we were, we were probably talking about how there were no more episodes of like our time, or it was just like John mm-hmm. by himself, like reading the newspaper or something. <laughs> And it was just like super not entertaining. Like no offense if those guys listen to this show. I don't think they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then the I great, remember the, where I was. I was sleeping on my dad's floor, unemployed, <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> right after we got married, she's like, I made a mistake. <laughs> I remember. You, you ever just wake up and just catch your wife like staring off at the ceiling? You're like, oh, fuck, she's doing it. She's, <laughs> she's assessing her options. Oh, jeez. <laughs> She's, she's having a cold, hard look at her reality. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, man. But yeah, happy four-year um, anniversary. Um, yeah, when we started, our time had stopped for a bit. Uh, the Grey NATO dudes were in single digits. And um, <clears throat> we, were just, just, we just weren't listening. Nothing was really doing it for us watch-wise. And so we started this thing and then... Um, Again, it's super cliche. I never expected it to kind of be um, what it is right now, in all honesty. I mean, I feel like people are like, I started this thing and I knew it was going to be... Like, no, I don't have high enough self-esteem to assume anything I do is going to be fucking huge, (laughs) quote-unquote. That's just not how I operate. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, Michael, happy happy four years to you. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Are we actually... Are, are we actually watch industry people? Like, is that, is no. that us? No. I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't. because we aren't plugged into, like, the network of, like, like, every now and then someone in the watch industry will, like, reach out and they'll be like, be like, oh, hey, I heard about you guys' show. It seems like a lot of fun. It'd be great if you could get on the phone. You know, I speak with, yeah. with, with John every now and then. It's like, yeah, I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know who the fuck John is. <laughs> I'm not plugged in in any way of your fucking network. Yeah. I don't have Robert Yon on speed dial <laughs> to get him to look at my uh, speed master. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? <laughs> I think just because we're not in that like circle, I don't think we're watch industry people. Um, yeah. I think we could position ourselves to be, but I really don't want to be because I really have a low tolerance 
for like fart sniffing and like circle jerks and like nude echo chambers. You know what I mean? Because that like, and that's really what it feels like. It's just like, oh, what this brand has done is the best thing that this brand has ever done. Like, listen, it was the polio vaccine and then fucking bottled water and then this watch release. Those are the greatest things to happen. It's like, no, dude, everything is terrible. Basically, all the time, except maybe one percent of the time. Yeah. I think that's why we're not watching watching just three people. We're two miles. Part of that one percent. We're part of that one percent. We're part of the one percent that the nine percent doesn't want anything to do with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Telling you, well, dude. Con- but here, congrats! It's been fun. It has been fun. Thank you for not looking, dumping me. Looking forward to many more. Yeah. That reaction where you know you'll wake up and you see your wife just like staring at the ceiling. Like every now and then, I think like, oh man, Michael's reassessing his options. <laughs> Michael's being I, like, I should really get on a fucking YouTube channel with Tim Masso, or I should really get on the Grey NATO Deuce podcast. I gotta, I gotta get this TBWS thing behind me. I think the only one that's actually gonna bail soon is this laptop, which <laughs> is still the same laptop that we started. <laughs> TBWS relic, man. I turned, I turned it on today, and you could. This still has a mechanical hard drive, which is part of the startup, and it's just like. Does it have? Does it have laptop emphysema? So, so I need to put it on a CPAP machine. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor laptop. Ugh, I'll uh, tell you. But here, let's do this. Thing. It's doing its thing. Well, if you need to, if we need to, if you need to stop, let me know, and we can let your laptop catch its breath or something like that. Or you can do what <laughs> I did when we first recorded. I used to record on my phone. Yeah, like a savage. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Ugh telling you man but here let's do this episode 192 you have made it to a yeah milestone episode obviously to four-year anniversary and we thought it would be super fun to hit one of our really cool core segments that's right of which we have we have many segments here i'm just going to open up uh the two book website the podcast page on tbws has uh, all different categories of different uh you know series that we've done you know uh, we're almost 200 episodes into this thing. We've done a lot of different series. We've done affordable vintage watches, which is our bread and butter. We've done guilty pleasure watches. Um, but this was this is uh, part 11 of our very popular watch brands we know nothing about series. Uh, this is a really cool kind of segment where Michael and I will choose a watch brand that we personally don't really know too much about. We'll do some quick fire research and then we'll essentially learn about the brand through our conversation together on air to help kind of just shed light on on a particular brand that most folks just, just don't really either know much about, they hate it for no reason, or, you know, they don't know anything about it. So previous watch brands have been like Jack H. Rowe, we've done Frank Mueller, we've done Hublot, we did, uh, let me go back to the early days, we did... Mito. We did Rado. That was great. We did Rado. Um, so really, really, really cool brands that most folks probably like have heard of, but they just don't really know too much about. So um, we thought it'd be really fun for part 11 to do watch brands. We know nothing about part 11. Tissot or Tissot, however the fuck you want to say it. I don't care. I still don't know. Honestly, let's both say it different ways for the entire episode to get people really mad. Yeah. You want more hate mail? I don't want more hate mail. My fragile I'll do, I'll ego. I'll do Tissot. I'll do Tissot, and you can do Tissot. Tissot? And then, yeah. Tissot, Tissot. Okay. Tissot. 
Tissot. Oh, mother. Well, maybe I can get my wife in here to just say Tissot every five minutes. The whole episode. Let's call it Tissot. <laughs> so it's Tissot. It's, it's Omega. It's Role. What else we got? Psycho, right? I've actually heard it pronounced Psycho. Um, there's a really Gerard Perigo. I don't. I don't even know if that's right. I think that's, that's right. I I that's, that's, that, that, that sounds right. I still like um, chicken parmigiani. <laughs> Piaget. What else we got? I can do it Piaget. all day, man. Piaget's the bad one. <laughs> I think that's the one that I was I'm trying sorry. To I'm getting so fucking distracted. Let's do this. Let's get into it. Let's do a wrist check, um, and then we can get to the Patreon wrist checks. The ever fun, and we actually have a really, really fucking badass Patreon wrist check set up for here. But here, Michael, I'm talking way too much. Actually, would you like to? Let's honor tradition. Would you like to do a wrist check with 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 me? I I would. I have something new. No. What do you have? Something something that the the people on the show haven't heard about just yet. You get one of the new 41 millimeter Rolays. <laughs> I've been hearing no. so much about. Did you slit? Did you slit a baby's face in half to get a Rolay? What did you do? Things- those things are so ridiculous. By the way, the Hulks, the mm-hmm. regular, just the old Hulks, over twenty thousand. Just that's that's the secondary market value that I've been seeing. Yeah, Rolex is fucking stupid. I don't care. I've said stuff like that to people, and I said stuff like that on air, and everyone's like, "Oh, you just don't get it." Yeah, no, it's fucking stupid, and you guys can go to hell. I don't give a shit. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'll do a wrist check. I just feel bad because I have the fucking Cracker Jack box version of another watch that we're going to be talking about but yeah just to clarify it's not the 41 millimeter Rolex because that, that I would feel like a giant <laughs> asshole if I'm just like Rolex is dumb you're like um I'm wearing the new 41 millimeter Rolex you know what I'm saying oh <laughs> uh, no believe me I, I do not have that I have a watch that I think is pretty cool and I took a chance I've been <clears throat> a couple episodes ago I, I talked about clones and homages and whatever you want to call them I've just I don't know. I've been into it lately. I, I like the idea of people putting work into um, cloning a popular watch that you can't necessarily get. And okay. this is one of them. Uh, this is... <laughs> Bear with me here. Keep it together. So <laughs> the company is called Time Arrow, and I think it's just a guy. And I, I think you can only get the watches from his eBay store. Okay. Uh, he's got an Instagram with one photo uh, right. from a from a long time ago, <laughs> and I'm not really sure what the aim is uh, for the brand or company or guy, whatever you want to call it. Um, and this is a copy or clone of the Benris Type One, Type Two style watches with the asymmetrical huh. case. Basically, <clears throat> what you get with the Marathon. Um, Pilot navigators or those Adenac or, or a link or something. I can't find shit. Yeah, gosh, I don't have, I don't have Slack on my. Uh, Tell me what to Google. My, so time arrow. Benris. Let's see. Let's see if that comes up. I'm gonna send you the eBay link probably. That's fine. Let's see if. I don't want your Actually, laptop to explode. That's why I'm also really worried about your laptop exploding if you overtax it with more than two <laughs> operations. Actually, if you go on, uh, let me try to let's see if this link works. Nope, that's the wrong chat. I would send that to everyone. The Slack has been super fun lately, by the way. It's been really um, great. <laughs> I, I like my sausage content uh, recently. 
it's just so there's 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 anger there's anger in it and so it's just for me i do a lot of like i hope michael's okay (laughs) so i sent you i sent you a version uh it's not this exact one so this is this is the seller this is these are the types of watches that you get from the seller i have the one that has the um 24 hour scale in the dial and i think that's the type 2 dial is this guy in florida i think so yeah michael i have a question yeah. uh he the item location says punta gorda florida so i've yep. lived in florida for a while uh isn't punta gorda doesn't that mean fat point that's fat point yeah okay continue i don't continue, know, I don't continue know your what i just want to just like Boca Raton, rat mouth. I mean, I guess that's true. I've just <laughs> never got, heard. Florida's got places like that. Yeah, I've just never heard of Fat Point. So yes, <laughs> yes, this is cool. This is this is. Let me let me let me look at the store. This guy. Yeah. So the let me see if I can get <clears throat> some some specs. Also, it's got a Chinese movement. Um, is it one of those DG uh, Miyota clones, or is it like a yes. seagull? Yeah, that's it's it's one of the DGs, and I asked about it in the Slack channel before buying, and people were like, "Oh yeah, they put that in a lot of fake Rolexes," and I'm just like, "Great, I'm sold." Sold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but this thing, I, I mean, it was uh, around two hundred fifty bucks, maybe a little bit, a little bit less. Um, looks like this one, the link that I sent you was a little price here i don't know why hmm. um so but, describe to me what yours what yours looks like is it just basically like one of those just exactly like a benris it's basically exactly like a benris type 2 the the case is it's that asymmetrical case with the screw down crown yeah uh the movement hacks you have a 12 hour uh dive bezel oh yeah i'm looking it, at a photo it, of it it's kind of like a combination because the first you get hash marks throughout the first 20 minutes so you yep. can still time elapsed time with a little more detail and you get the second time zone and you know these Benris asymmetrical dive slash pilot watches man it, it's one of the coolest designs ever and uh, the MK2s aren't really being produced right now I think he's supposed to start a new run at some point um, and then there are some rumors about Marathon coming out with a, a stainless steel case quartz version. Oh, yeah. And maybe does, even somebody else, maybe even the Benrus. Does uh, yours have these lighter hands as well? I got the white hands, so nothing is aged looking except for eh, maybe like the minute markers. That's what the minute markers are. Yeah. All yeah. right. I have, I have yours. I have yours up on the screen here. This thing is interesting, actually. What? How does this even come on your radar? Well, I, I've been missing that Marathon Pilot Navigator ever since I got rid of it. Mm. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I always really wished that it wasn't a full polymer case. I still think they're really cool. Yeah. Um, and for a while, I've been just trying to add add on to the whole military-style watch collection thing that I, that I got going on. Yeah. And this is a cool little pairing with uh, watches like the CWC, for example. So... Um, I figured I would wait for the marathon, the stainless steel one, but that's apparently going to happen next year. Uh, but then I saw this, you know, this clone and I, I talked to somebody in the Slack who is pretty well versed in these watches. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, you should, you should go for it and test it out. And it's nothing, it's nothing amazing, but you know, it's pretty accurate. The movement hacks, uh, 
I think the main thing folks would be concerned about is how does it feel? Does it feel like someone ate a bunch of French fries with their fingers and then like made you a watch? The tolerances are super. If it feels way more high end than than two hundred something bucks. Excellent quality is what you're saying. Yeah, I I would say so. I think the the bezel action might be a little wonky. The crown action might be a little wonky, but other than that, I'm actually surprised at how well it feels. And the finishing is really nice. It's totally sandblasted on the underside. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Which is weird. But, um, oh, and another thing, this has 19 millimeter lugs. So if you try to squeeze a 20 in through there, it's going to be kind of weird. So I have it now on an 18 millimeter uh, Blue Shark. I just fell works, works just fine. I just fell in love with this thing on the side profile with the dome and the tightness of the bezel and this really sort of like to like I'm saying this in a good way, tumor like profile the watch has mm-hmm. on the side. Yeah. It's just like a mound. It's really cool. Like if I'm looking at the same watch. Yeah, yeah. No, these these things are fantastic and i i just after getting this i i want to collect a ton of them <laughs> i probably won't i probably shouldn't i just love how there's no branding there's no bullshit written on the case back like that's very refreshing for me yeah that's how a lot of these were yeah. um and if you get the type one dial which doesn't have the uh internal scale it's 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 even more sterile wow really really cool and i don't know how i guess he gets these rebuilt or I don't know where he gets the cases from it might be the same because that company Dagaz or that guy Dagaz he, mm-hmm. he used to make um, a version of this watch right which is actually really really good uh, but it might be the same case manufacturer Chinese components whatever but really good really cheap watch that I, I would not feel bad uh, beating around so is, this, is it did you is this, this is the watch you wore rock climbing Michael what rock climbing like I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wear a watch rock climbing because uh, I didn't want to uh, experience a degloving injury. Uh, so, <laughs> so I took my watch off. I took my ring off, and with good reason because I did have to bail and slam oh, yeah, against right. the uh, the rock face a couple times. So, I think that was so just super crazy crazy tangent about the about the word deglove. I think that was one of the most sensory experienced headlines I've ever read in my life during one of the filming of the Resident Evil films. It was like three or four or whatever the fuck. Uh, one of the stunt women on that um, film very sadly was very badly injured. She was doing some kind of motorcycle stunt and there was a camera that was coming at her and they were supposed to catch a really cool shot of her going like under the camera or whatever. Uh, well, someone screwed up yeah. and she basically just crashed face first into uh, the camera. And the headline read something like, uh, stunt person has face degloved on Resident Evil 4 filming. And I was like, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's pretty fucking clear about what happened. Uh, and that, yeah, oh, even, yeah, I didn't even read it. I just saw the headline and I'm like, nope, I know what it's about. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. That's the perfect headline. Yeah. That's my Resident, dog. That's my, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, I know, right? That's my Not dog liar, bites liar man too. headline. Okay, <laughs> face degloved. Bam! I know what it's about. Not why. Not, not, not reading. It, you know. <laughs> so oh, yeah, geez. you didn't want to have your hand degloved by getting your watch caught on something, and then yeah, understand. No, 
Yeah. And you're, you're actually exerting yourself quite a bit. Um, you know, so you're, you're going to swell up. I, I, I went on that trip with the, the black bay. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want, I didn't want a watch on a bracelet, especially cause I don't know. Didn't, didn't feel right. No, totally. I totally get it, man. But this thing is this, this, I guess, what do you call this? I guess you, I guess you, you, so with this, with this Benris type two, are you just calling it a Benris type two clone? Like, like, you know what I mean? When people say, Oh, what watch is that? Are you going to Yeah, I don't even think he, what does he even say? He says, it just says automatic DG two, eight, one, three time era military Benris type two, three, one, six Sapphire. Like the, the listing that I found. Yeah. Yeah. It's just time arrow military Benris type. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a Benris type two clone, and I fucking I really like it. So cool, man! This thing is wild. Uh, here, let's do this. Uh, I totally forgot we do Patreon wrist checks now. Is it is it Michael? Yeah, we are both wearing military esque watches, Michael. I'm wearing my Timex MK1 Chronograph. Very nice, right? Let me send you a photo because I'm working on the review of this thing finally. Uh, chrono alu, aluminium. Ba, 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 ba. This is that's not the version that I have. Come on, for God's sakes! God's sakes, people. Uh, but ba, ba, ba. the one that I have is this one. Let me send this to Michael. If I send you a link, will you be able to open it, or is your computer gonna explode? No, no, I can, I can open it. Bam. So, um, and I'm wearing it on the stock strap right now. I had it on a shiznip before, but for the review, I put it back on this like sand-colored NATO. So, uh, black dial, kind of silvery markers. I think the most characteristic thing about this Timex MK1 in particular, it's two things that I love. Uh, 40 millimeters. I love that. Like that for me, that's awesome as far as chronos go, and it's an aluminum case, which is uncommon uncommon in that it's a soft metal it's super light i don't think anyone anyone who's never handled an aluminum watch before or even a titanium watch is not prepared for how light this timex mk1 um is my seiko snk is heavier than this watch you yeah know what i mean <clears throat> i don't think i've ever handled an, an aluminum watch Oh, if we ever get together ever again, I'll make sure to bring this with me just so you can check it out. But um, I love it. I love the weight of it. I think it's great in that it actually pays interesting homage to Timex's history as an issued military watch because a lot of folks don't realize Timex actually did do um, like a mil spec watch uh, specifically because I'm working on this for the review. So I have all this crap in front of me. Those like khaki field looking sort of watches. Yes, it is the yeah. Timex Milspec W46374B specifically. It's the B part that apparently yeah, is. Yeah, I think, I think Benris made a similar watch. Yeah. Um, Hodinkee, the Hodinkee dudes have a really cool write-up uh, uh, on the on the on this particular like watch that Timex is paying homage to. Um the original watches they were made, I think, in the seventies and the eighties for the U.S. Marines, and they were they were actually plastic resin cases that were designed to just be disposable. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is really really interesting because I think in the current modern MK1 collection lineup, you do have some 
uh, resin watches, but in a weird way, I feel like this aluminum case kind of pays homage to that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, we're not going to spend a ton of money on this case because it's supposed to be quote unquote disposable or whatever. But yeah. I also want to clarify in no way is this still a mil spec watch. Like, Timex is really good. Like, the Timex design kind of studio in Milan is really good at digging into their history finding those points within their kind of orological design past that are able to be isolated and then reinvented. So you see this Timex MK1 collection and it does evoke some of the um, initial design of it that the original, you know, uh, Timex mil specs, the 46374Bs mil specs specifically were, you know, supposed to be designed around and so i have the chronograph obviously the the original mil spec timex without a fucking chronograph but like i don't care you know yeah. what i mean so but my experience with this watch has been incredible aluminum case crazy acrylic dome um if you like the sand blasted look the aluminum case has it i mean it just naturally has this really odd like kind of depixelated matting i have no other way of describing it <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm tapping it, if you can hear that. Can you hear me tapping? I can hear it. You can hear my tapping. Good, good, good. Yeah, so overall, I'm super happy with it. It's a 120th second of a chronograph, which is not like those Seiko chronographs where the hand spins super fast. Basically, I start the chronograph, I stop it, the sub-register at 2 o'clock will then stop indicating where in the 120th second scale I am. So it'll be like... Two minutes, 30 seconds, and five-eighths, blah, 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 or whatever. I don't know how to read this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's interesting. But the aspect of this watch that I don't think people understand is that this has a jumping hour hand, an independent jumping hour hand. I remember you mentioning that. That's a surprise feature. It's a $30 watch, Michael. <laughs> that's it's pretty a cool. $30 watch from a brand that's over 100 years old that has a mil-spec history that's created, in my opinion, a watch uh, evocative of their own military watch history, but it's also affordable. I think I think MSRP is around a hundred bucks, but you can find it on Amazon for for thirty bucks. And it has Indiglo. Obviously, the Timex is patented Indiglo, where you press the crown, and the whole dial uh, illuminates, and everything like that. But mm-hmm. I love this watch. This is crazy. I was I got this thing expecting it. Expecting to have like a really angry, like, this is a stupid blah, 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 blah. I expected my full neck beard to bloom uh, when this watch came in. Um, but no, I was, I was really surprised, man. For the money I spent, I love this thing. And it looks great. And it's actually a heritage, like, watch company. Like, no one should complain about, like, oh, time makes you make military watches. Like, well, you should also go to your mom's basement, pal. All right? We can't all get what we want. But Timex <laughs> should be making American military watches because they have the history. So suck it, nerds. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> you know? So that's yeah. A good point. Yeah, I'm glad you still like it. It was like an impulse purchase, right? Totally impulse purchase. I'm just like, you know what? We're always saying Timex is the best, and everyone's always talking about the new Timex Qs and the Timex Marlins and the Snoopy. Oh, yeah. Just the, all these. Let's get a fucking... I want to get a Timex collection piece that no one fucking talks about. And then... Um, Henry Margineau, who TBW's contributor extraordinaire, mentioned the MK1 collection, and I'm like, fucking sold, dude. Nice. 
found this one, bought it, loved it, awesome. So yeah, uh, keep an eye for the review on the site. I should be able to get it out this week, you know, uh, the week that you're listening to this episode. But but yeah, here, let's do this, Michael. Do we have time for Patreon audio risk checks? Let's do it. We got two. We got two. So Patreon audio risk checks, this is our huge thank you to people who support us on Patreon, where we essentially... You know, we do audio wrist check shout outs and the form of audio wrist checks with us here on air. You know, uh, um, check out patreon.com slash two work watch for more information. But here, let's jump into it right now. These two Patreon audio wrist checks are actually people who are on our TBWS Slack. Um, let me see here. Yep. Okay. Had the wrong tab open. First TBWS audio wrist check Patreon shout out goes to Bam, Kevin. Kevin Keth, Kethcart? Oh, thank God. He spelled that phonetically. Yours. So nice, <laughs> Kevin. Keth. <laughs> so, so, that's how you know he listens to this show. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to phonetically write this shit up for Kaz. So he, so, he, so he doesn't have a fucking panic attack on there. Kevin Kethart rocking this super, super cool. You, you probably know a little more about this watch than I do. It's a Steinhardt. It's a, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a 39 Explorer homage with like a plexiglass crystal. Yeah. So there, there are some pretty, pretty desirable, um, subs around in the Rolex collecting world that have Explorer dials. So this is, this is an homage to basically an Explorer dial sub. It's a 39 millimeter exclusive made for Nauman watches. It's sold out on the, on the site right now, 499 bucks. Um, wow! And let's see the. It's actually a domed sapphire crystal, so it looks like like plexiglass, but oh, I guess cool. Dat dat dome. Dat dome. Like a little warmer. Um, twenty millimeter lugs with an ETA two eight two four. This thing is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to clones and homages. I mean, to to find one of these, I, you're you're right. You're basically looking for a mill sub. Um, and if, similar if, similar money as well. What if Rolex did another pass at, at, at like something like this? Like, because we were talking about Rolex in the beginning of the show. What if in this new 2020 releases, they had all this, all this, all the other you know meaningless, meaningless garbage they put out? But what if in like the the corner was a quiet release? Oh, and by the way, to honor you know the history of the Rolex Explorer, you know here's a watch that looks not exactly not exactly like this, but here's a watch honoring. The history of the Rolex. I don't think they'll ever do it. They're never going to do it. But if yeah. they did, if they did, I think people would go pretty crazy over it. You know yeah. I mean? I, I mean, the watch world would implode. I mean, just look at, you know, Tudor coming out with the Black Bay GMT is. Yeah. But, 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 like, but mad, mad props, Kevin Cathart for getting this thing. I, I think he likes it. You were talking to him about it on the TBWS Patreon Slack. Yeah. I, I, there are a couple guys in there that have these 39 millimeter Steinharts and um, for actually recently I was thinking about getting a WMT watch, which is another company that makes these types of clones of mm. rare mil spec Rolexes or just rare Rolexes. But Steinhardt, the quality is just so good. Yeah. Um, you know, I had, uh, I had one actually, I thought I had two. I had one bit ocean um, ocean one, right? Ocean Vintage Military. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the quality was great. So ever since they've had these 39 millimeter versions, just the proportions look really, really nice and a little more true if you're looking to get that old school Rolex vibe. Uh, yeah. This is a really good pickup, I would say. 
Dude, 39 milliliters. I love it. Mad, yeah. dude, mad. Kevin, Kevin, Kevcart, dude, mad, mad props. This thing is so fucking cool. Um, let me know if you're interested in maybe doing like a write-up on the site for it or something like that. Um, I'll talk to you in the fucking Patreon Slack. I love Kevin in the Patreon Slack because his avatar always makes me smile and laugh. <laughs> it's the old man from Bulova with the girl coming up behind him, like trying to comfort him as a result of his erectile dysfunction. It's fantastic. Such a creepy, creepy thing. <laughs> people wanted this. People wanted us to make that a recurring segment. Pulling up watch ads, <laughs> just tearing into them. Because that's see that, yeah. Because that's what that Bulova episode had just turned into with that gross ass like rapey video they put out for that stupid space view too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, 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 damn right. But yeah, Kevin, my props to This thing is so cool. Congrats, everyone. Let's pause for one potato so everyone on Earth can say congrats to Kevin. One potato. Bam. <laughs> All right, here, let's do this second Patreon audio uh, wrist check. Let me pull up my tabs. My cat is here. Bam. This one, huge... TBW Patreon Under Risk Check shout out to our very own Watch Squatch slash Josh. Joshua. Hello. Hello. He's rocking. This is like a military watch, like Patreon Risk Check Bonanza. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing this MK2 Paradigm. Which, like I said, I have the Cracker Jack box version of this watch. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one is. You know, it, the, we messed with these uh, around the time that they just came out a while um, back right the first the first wind up that we went to together yeah um and this is the paradigm i think he has the gen 3 i could be wrong um and this this is basically top tier super high quality version of a benris type one um i think the case is fully sandblasted he has the type one dial okay um Actually, they're all only type one, so um, I love this thing, and I I really wish I would have snagged one when they were still available. But like I said, I think he's coming out with some more. Let's see, super cool. But yeah, I mean, watch, watch. The thing is awesome. Also, watch, watch. Thank you for completing our four watch military watch wrist check. All of these watches are black dials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With like either Fotina or like just like just very just sterile looking <laughs> yeah. presentations, but this thing is pretty damn cool. But yeah, huge huge shout out. Let me close my thing here because I got way too many tabs open. Huge shout out, Kevin Cathart. Thank you so much, dude, for joining us. The Patreon audio wrist check shout out with the Steinhardt Ocean Thirty Nine Explorer with this mad beautiful fucking dome. Is this like a sapphire bezel on this thing or? A ceramic bezel on this thing? It might be a... Mm, I don't know. The font kind question. of looks aluminum-y, but it has a really interesting ceramic shine. Yeah. Beautiful. Fucking mad beautiful, dude. And huge shout-out to Watch Squatch. Watch... God, God, God damn you. Watch Squatch slash Josh for joining us with the uh, MK2 Paradigm. I'll see both of you guys on the Slack. If anyone at home also wants to get on the TBWS Slack, head to Tubo, uh, not, uh, yeah, well, first thing, I'm, I'm out of order here. Head to patreon.com slash tubowatchwashnobs, tubowatchwashnobs, um, and check it out there. I get questions because it's a specific tier 
on Patreon that gets you access to the actual TBWS Slack. Any tier you join on Patreon will get you an audio wrist check shout out, which is what Michael and I just did for Kevin Cathart and for Josh slash Watch Squatch, Watch Squatch. Um, but only one will actually get you on the TBWS Patreon uh, Slack. It is the Hanging Watchdong tier. So <laughs> I love that. So go look for that tier because I've had folks join um, different tiers and like, hey man, you know, how do I get on the Slack? And be like, oh, you joined the wrong tier. You got to go back and click this one because then I get like all the proper notifications and I can send you the email and get you on the Slack and you can join the fun. But yeah, I love the TVWS Slack. I think it's it's just so cool. I don't know. It's just it's just a really good community that we're building over there. I've been having way too much fun on the Slack lately. I just love your avatar. When you had the avatar where it was Flynn's face on Rapunzel's body, that made me feel very confused. I had... I had tingly, I had tingly confuses. Does that make sense? I'm sorry. (laughs) So good. So good. But here, let's do this. Let's get into housekeeping. Michael, for our four year anniversary, I am very proud to announce a new site segment, a new a new column on the website. So on the website, we have the TBWS Writers Room, which is those videos that we do with everyone. We have Two Broke, which is a lot of fun. Obviously, we have watch views. Obviously, we have new releases and press releases, but we have added basically what's the orological version of The Onion. If you're not familiar with The Onion, it is a fair and balanced source of news. So, <laughs> and if you're not familiar with The Onion, you're very confused. But basically what we have created, and all props and kudos go to um, Damon Bailey, TBWS contributor extraordinaire. Uh, He's chronoplad on IG, I believe. All props and kudos go to Damon Bailey for approaching us with the idea of doing an orological version of The Onion, which Michael and I have decided to call the Balanced Cock Bugle. Balanced and cock certified orological news, probably. Uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> these are these are short form onion esque news articles that only fucking watch losers <laughs> are gonna understand. Um, Michael, can I go through and just read some of these headlines? I, I also I, I I think we we kept it pretty tame in in naming it because we could have also gone with the balanced cock. So a balanced a balanced cock a balanced. We- a balanced cock, yes. <laughs> but yes, I, I I love that we landed on the balanced cock. People. The balanced cock. It's a legitimate. It's a legitimate. Uh, 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 part. You know, part of orological. I don't understand <laughs> what's so funny. But we're letting people know that this is about watches. Is there anything else about the balanced cock which is, I guess, noteworthy outside of that? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. Perfect. Some Tom, some I, are engraved. Some are hand engraved. <laughs> hand hand finished balanced balanced cocks. I hear they do that for you in Germany. It depends. <laughs> depends if you fly in Lufthansa first class. It really, it really <laughs> depends. Does Lufthansa even have? Is it, first of all, is they even around anymore? I have no idea. Lufthansa, yeah, that's the German flag carrier. Okay, good. Just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. I used to when my parents are from Pakistan, and we would go all the time when I was younger. We would always go on Lufthansa, so I wasn't sure if they were still around. Great, great airline. I had fun. But here, let's do this. I would love to read some of these headlines that Damon and I have come up with. I won't read the entire pieces. These are onionesque pieces. My biggest fear with this is that someone will think these are real. That's <laughs> like legitimately left. That's like my biggest fear. 
Well, that's um, the best part of what the onion does. I know. When people say, oh, they ate the onion. That's <laughs> that's when you, okay, so, so this yeah. will be people eating the balanced cock, yeah. right? All all, te- all 10 hot inches, man, right? <laughs> so here, let's do, let's do this. I'm going to go through some headlines. Um, this, this one is mine, and it makes me laugh every time I read it. Bahamian vacationer drowns due to bezel play. God, I love that. Uh, watch collector optimistic latest acquisitions potential to raise his sex appeal. And there's a picture of Ryan Reynolds wearing a Piaget. Uh, <laughs> adult diaper purchased a spike in anticipation of collectors shitting themselves for latest Rolex reveal. And there's a nice picture of a man in some sort of toilet crisis on his couch. Uh, this one is mine as well. YouTube watch reviewer confused he can't pay rent with freebies. Uh, a personal favorite. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, man tears rotator cuff trying to get Rolex into frame on video call. Laugh <laughs> if you will. We've all tried it. <laughs> We've all done the lean or the exaggerated drink sip to maybe try and get, maybe try and get our watch on the call. So at the end, someone goes, "Hey, great call. Oh, hey, by the way, Kaz, was that a blah blah blah?" And your heart can be a flutter, and you can have a yeah. Just just so everyone understands, that's. That's just never going to happen. That's just yeah. not... Yeah. Stop li- living the now, man. All right? Learn from this man who tore his rotator cuff trying to get his Rolex on frame in the video call. Huh. And then here's this one that I'd like to spend some time talking about, Michael, because I thought this... Okay, so part of this is fake, part of this is real. IWC stoked that COVID and BLM have eclipsed the toxic male investigations led by the <laughs> hashtag MeToo movement. <laughs> and there's a <laughs> this is Damon's this is Damon's piece fucking brilliant he's so happy he's so happy I love yes the photo I found of this yes he's so pumped uh, IWC has a history of releasing and this is this is true releasing magazine ads which are so fucking sexist <laughs> like I when I when Damon sent these to me I'm like oh man we should let people know these are photoshopped he's like no these are these are real. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. You didn't Photoshop these. No, these are these are real. I'm going to read yep. you some of these headlines. And to preface again, the TBWS crew, myself, Damon, everyone else here, we have not manipulated these. These are actual IWC ads that ran in magazines. IWC, almost as complicated as a woman, except it's on time. Are you fucking kidding me? I have seen all of these except this one, which is blowing my mind. Equality of the sexes has to stop somewhere. What? What is ha- <laughs> That's why I'm just like, these can't be real. These are all real. <laughs> I've, see, I've seen these all except for that one. Yeah, they're, they're pretty bad. Ladies, you ride our Harleys, smoke our Havanas, drink our what glen uh, it's like it's like a i think it's a scotch glen meringue glen meringue okay all right glen, not a scotch guy glen hands meringue? off our iwc iwc often seen on stewardess's bedside tables are you are you what what what's happening whoa i haven't seen that one either <laughs> often seen on stewardess's bedside so is it so I, I have questions so is it pilots buying these watches and then banging the stewardesses or is it I think, I passengers think banging yeah. stewardesses? <laughs> I don't think it's passengers. I think it's trying to tell you that when you're the pilot, you're the head honcho, and you can bang all the stewardesses that you want. 
My wife saw these and she's like, we're never buy IWC. I'm like, yeah, they weren't even on my radar <laughs> ever <laughs> to purchase. Ba- Baby, I didn't write these. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's uh, a, that's like a, for that stewardess is one, that big pilot specifically, I think is a reference. Um, it looks like a 5004, which is not, it's not an old one. It's it's actually. I don't think these are that old, dude. That's that's, that's not an old scary. big pilot reference. <laughs> so that means that these were kind of recent. IWC, our titanium model is tough on women because it's only available for men. Are you fucking? <laughs> are you kidding me? IWC. This is great. This is great. I will read this headline again, just to clarify. The headline's not real. The ads <laughs> are. IWC stokes that COVID and BLM have eclipsed the toxic male investigations led by hashtag B2. Well, if this headline were real, I'm sure they would be stoked in real life. We got to get this on Reddit. I, I feel like there's a lot of work. <laughs> oh there's a lot of work that has gone into these and these are fantastic. I'm not good at satire. You guys are like killing it. But I, I think we have to... This has to catch on. If anyone listening is on Reddit, I used to be on the watches of Reddit. I stopped um, a while back. Please share these as just a point, of en- a point of entertainment. I yeah. think people will get a kick out of these. Huge props again to Damon, TBW's contributor extraordinaire for just really finding such an incredible niche for TBWS that we can just own. Dude, who the fuck yeah. else? Michael, who else has so little editorial self-respect <laughs> And humor chops <laughs> to actually publish these. You think the fucking Hodinky dudes are gonna do this? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. You know? Oh, well, I mean, I it's, guess you could you could potentially construe their reality-driven product markets as satire. They just re- released Hodinky watch insurance. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I I saw a comment on that, and what the comment was like, "What? It's April first already." I know. I, I'm like, I'm like, this is a this is one of those moments where Michael was just like, I gotta check the date. Let me. <laughs> what is it? Is it April first? Yeah. So huge shout out, Damon Bailey, TBD's contributor extraordinaire, for tackling these balance cock bugle pieces with me. Fucking hilarious. Go and check out that IWC one. Also, just to clarify, the headline is fake. Those ads are fucking real. Like, yep. are you kidding me, dude? Incredible, incredible, incredible. Uh, here, let's do this. Michael, would you like to do part 11? Finally, <laughs> watch brands you know nothing about. Tiso. Let's do this. Let's I um, brew this thing, man. I just remembered the uh, T-Touch models. that uh, In the 90s or 2000s? Or are they still around? They're still around. And they're very brightling aerospace kind of looking watches just in general. But yeah, we can we can get into the brand and the, the, the really interesting thing about Tissot hold on, am I Tissot or Tissot? Tissot. Which um, one am I? What would we decide? You're Tissot. I'm Tissot. I'm Tissot. It's gotta oh be God. your bull. It doesn't matter. People <laughs> are really just gonna rage quit this podcast. Who, who who's <laughs> going to? People are just going to rage quit this podcast. <laughs> First they made fun of IWC. Those ads are funny, man. I don't care if they're fucking... Lots of things... <laughs> Blackface used to be hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just because it was saying. funny doesn't mean it's fucking right <laughs> or shouldn't be acknowledged as fucking horrible. Come on, man. Let's be reasonable, guys. It's stuff. Cass doesn't like humor. 
I've based the cornerstone of my existence on humor. All right. Don't think I don't like humor. Fucking nerds. Um, the weird, interesting thing that I've noticed about Tiso is that in reading their history, their current status among watch collectors makes a lot of sense. Most people recognize that Tiso makes quality watches. It's a Swiss legacy brand. But no one ever gets really excited because Tiso themselves never really seem to try and drum up a lot of interest. They always kind of like do things sort of under the radar, but I think that's by design, especially when you look at their history and understand how they've been positioned through past partnerships and then also within Swatch during the Swatch acquisition. At a high level, I think that's something I want to highlight. Tissot I guess is just under the radar. I get that, but I think some people go too far in and maybe dismissing Tissot because mm. I, I not only one of the first things that I found when I was getting ready for this episode was the brand guide on Reddit watches. Nice, and those are those are these like evergreen posts that the mods maintain, and there there was a line in in the description that said. You know, while they're very popular in recent years, they've positioned themselves more as a fashion brand. Wow. Uh, and I never really got that out of Tissot. I don't I don't know if you feel that as well. I've never gotten that. I've gotten mall brand from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, that, can, I can I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can go and get like get my stupid trousers trimmed or not trimmed, fucking I'm I'm a I'm a fashion savage, sorry. Huge apology to Tweet Smut, whose Instagram I love because I, I he's really really fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not like a fan. I was like, oh oh, I could get my fucking trousers hemmed and I can go uh, pick up some Ralph Lo Ralph Lauren Polo uh, Cologne and uh, I can go look at the Tistots. Like you know what I mean? Like they, I think people <clears throat> put them in that shelf of their mind of oh mall watches, anyone can buy it. It's not worth my time. Yeah. Just because anyone can get something doesn't automatically mean it's not worth your time. That's the neckbeard side of any collecting like niche, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why some people see it almost as a fashion brand when in reality it is an incredible orological force which because of all the other watch brands it shares a room with in the Swatch group it just kind of gets forced into that mid-tier range, which is actually part of its history. So here, I just I just wrote some dates down. Let's go through uh, as I itch my fucking ear. Sorry, is it, this 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 is this is a professional podcast, Michael. It is. Yeah. But button up. Um, the, <laughs> I'm sorry, got like dad mad on you there. Um, <laughs> so Tissot started. Um, it's one of those legacy switch brands. So 1853. I'm gonna just read this line. And I actually learned something very interesting about them, which I'll get into uh, a little bit. Founded in 1853 by father and son team, I'm going to fuck these up, Charles Felicien Tissot and his son Charles Emile Tissot in the Swiss city of Le Loc, Le, Le Loc, Le Loc, Le Loc, in the No Catal, re- I'm just going to, it's, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the goddamn Jura Mountains, okay? Um, but here's it's Swiss. The, here, it's Swiss, <laughs> bam, Swiss, and very, stop. Very Swiss. <laughs> Mary Swiss. It's a Swiss legacy brand, okay? It's not a... I wouldn't construe them as a fashion brand. I wouldn't construe them as one of those recent brands that's trying to, like, 
impose some kind of fake history, you know what I mean? This is a proper Swiss legacy historical brand, which, Michael, is one of those Swiss brands that was making pocket watches in the Russian Empire before the 1917 revolution, like Moser and Co. Remember I was talking about that? Really? So, uh, yeah, yeah, so, oh, actually, actually, no, you don't, you don't remember, you weren't there. That was, that was when I was doing a solo episode. So, <laughs> that's when you were all alone. <laughs> that's when I was all alone, baby. So, um, if you guys don't know, or if you do know, uh, my big, uh, uh, kind of orological niche is Soviet watches, uh, 1917 to approximately 1991 slash 1992. Um, watches within Russia weren't really watches until, excuse me, about 1929. However, there were watches in the Russian Empire before Red Revolution in 1917, and they were mainly Swiss pocket watch brands that were importing individual parts into St. Petersburg and then assembling the watches in Russia in order to avoid like taxes because if you just shipped whole watches, you had to pay, you know, uh, money. And these were, these people were mainly selling pocket watches to um, Russian aristocrats, nobles, people that could pay a lot of money. There wasn't a middle class in Russia hmm. pre-1917. I guess there wasn't really a middle class in Russia post-1917. That's a whole different, different pocket episode. Um, so these were mainly very nice pocket watches being purchased by very wealthy people who were wealthy on the backs of all the people that are actually doing the work. You know, that old chestnut. One of the most famous companies that did that was Moser. Moser had an operation in St. Petersburg, Russia, not St. Petersburg, Florida, in the 1800s, and they were one of the brands that was kicked out of Russia or chased out in 1917 after the Red Revolution. Apparently also Tissot was as well. Tissot was one of those brands making pocket watches um, in in Russia, and then they were expelled slash kicked out probably around the time of the October Revolution or, or maybe a little bit earlier if they saw the writing on the wall. I didn't know that. That's fucking crazy cool, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, <clears throat> I had no clue. I had no idea. And it was the sun. The sun went... Uh, uh, and did all that and I guess the dad stayed Swiss side so you know I just think that's so fucking interesting you know yeah crazy I am um, the one thing that I didn't know and we were talking about this was the whole merger in the 1930s I think with Omega they merged with Omega they merged and a lot of yeah a lot of times when we do these when we do these watch brands we know nothing about I'll, I'll try to research the brand and add military watches because I always like to find out if a brand supplied to the military mm -hmm. in any sense. I don't know about Tissot, but one thing that I'm noticing in terms of the design and how the watches were made and laid out, a lot of the Tissots from that time period or just after that merger, they look a lot like the um, Omega military watches that were given to some of the Royal Air Force pilots. Interesting. So you can you can find some Tissot watches from that era that look just like I don't know something that a guy would be wearing in a, like the Dunkirk movie. Right. Um, very very cool to to just notice the similarities. It's almost like a dirty dozen look. So uh, and those are those are the old anti magnetic magnetic right. watches. Yeah. So a bit of in a bit of uh, just uh, I guess more context around that so yeah i have this wikipedia page here open as well 1930 omega and tiso combined along with this is interesting lamania watchco to form the oh here we go society suisse pour la industrie 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try that again with 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 that uh, that that alone just secured our invite to Basel World. To Basel World, that alone, well, they can keep it. I don't want to go to Basel World. Thank so Said, so, so, oh wait, Basel's gone, Michael. <laughs> That's true. I completely <laughs> forgot. What's it called now? Watching Friends, Barney and Friends. What's it called now? Watch WatchReachAround.com. I have been so unplugged from whatever that is supposed to be. It's I don't know. I don't. It's mind blowing. Yeah. I'm going to try this again. Society Suisse pour la industrie or larger or motherfuck. Whatever, dude. It's called SSIH, not to be confused with S I H H. It's SSIH. Swiss watchmakers comprising of Omega, Tissot, and Lamania. And basically, what seems to have happened here is I'm going to read this. The merger agreement, and this is from the Wikipedia page, the merger agreement foresaw Omega's concentration on the luxury watch segment, whereas Tissot's mission was to concentrate on the medium price range segment. So we're already seeing that weird mid-tier denigration of Tissot even back in the 19-fucking-30s, dude. There's a man outside. There's a man outside yelling at the sky. Is he... Is he... What's he wearing? Is he wearing a Tissot or an Omega? He's wearing cargo shorts. Okay, it's not a watch. Kind of falling off. Is he okay? I guess is the... He's not okay. Okay. Um, but this is Seattle. So I was going to ask in Seattle, so what, what DEF CON <laughs> operation is this? Are we in a four or are we like at a one? Are we in like DEF CON? It's like, like the second, second one I've seen this morning. Okay, so... I'm just kind of concerned because the air quality is kind of bad outside. We should, we should be wearing a... Throw the mask. Throw him an old shirt. or something. <laughs> Throw him an old shirt. Throw him an old shirt. <laughs> Oof. All right. Give him something, was, man. I hope I hope the noise gate filters that out. Um, I can't hear anything. Okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> Got um, a little worried there. So I'm going to read this. Uh, just some more context around the Omega and Tissot partnership. This is from vintagewatchstraps.com slash Omega. I'll have the proper URL here. This is actually pretty interesting. The Omega and Tissot factories produce movements for both brands, so both Tissot and Omega. The Omega factories specializing in more complex movements, such as some automatic self-winding movements and Tissot focusing on the simpler movements, where essentially the same movements were produced in both factories, most parts were interchangeable. So that actually goes to what you were talking about with some of those Tissots looking like some of those uh, Omegas. But there are usually some differences between Omega and Tissot variants to prevent swapping movements between brands by watchmakers. Bastards. Mm. Um, usually the dimensions were different, so on and so forth. Uh, and this goes on to talk about Tissot making medium price range watches while Omega focused on more uh, luxury market. It's just interesting, you know, um, that even back then that occurred. And I guess it's entirely... Well, here, Michael, you know more about this stuff than I would. Would an issued military watch construe a luxury watch or a middle-medium price range watch? Or neither? A lot of times, just like bottom of the barrel. You know, like you said, with the Timex, it's basically... A lot of them were meant to be disposable. Unless you're talking about fleegers where, you know, the guys literally had to hand them back right after they landed. So So maybe some of those vintage Omegas actually have Tissot guts. It's possible. It's possible. I don't know. You know, I'm sure someone listening knows fucking more than we do, but I just, I just, I didn't know that that partnership had occurred to this particular level where they're making some things, you know, interchangeable, quote unquote. 
I just found this. Um, <clears throat> maybe you were going to get to this later, but mm-hmm. I just had to bring it up. This Elvis Presley to sew. Uh, I was not going to get to that because I had no idea what that is. Let me, <laughs> hey. let me, get, let me get where you are. <laughs> just Google, just Google Elvis Presley to sew. And oh my god, it says Elvis oh, Presley on the on the bezel. On the bezel, yeah. It is looks like, like a, he he got his own. Okay, well this is complicated. This is one of those Mate Tissos. Remember those guys? What is that? We ran into them in Hong Kong. I think for a while. Okay, let's let's Google. Let's 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 learn on air. I think for a while they were part because because if you go to notable wares on the Tissot. Um, Wikipedia, it does have Elvis Presley. So Matei so because we 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 met them in in Hong Kong, and I thought they were crazy people because they were just they had like we have all these old documents and like we're a really old watch brand. I'm like yeah, whatever. And then like I left, and I'm like oh actually they are they're they're a real watch brand. Um, Edmund <laughs> Matei Tissot established his watchmaking business in the village of Le Pont de Martel, 1886. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with Tissot. Huh. Let me see here. God, God damn it. Well, God which damn it. one was Elvis's Tissot then? The one that I just pulled up had Tissot on the front. Or, 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 or Matei Tissot. Yeah. So let me Google. Let me just Google Matei Tissot and Tissot. Same? Other notable wearers. Let's see. Grace Kelly. <laughs> Interesting. Nelson Mandela. That's pretty cool. Mm. Angelina Jolie had a tea touch in Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Nice. The Cradle of Life. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Huh. There is no connection between Tissot and Mete Tissot, I guess. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, there's a Quill and Pad article. Let's see. Two watches. Mete Tissot, Day Date. Yeah, I guess there is no connection. So I wonder if that's made an error, that Wikipedia it's entry. Possibly made an error. Huh. You think Matei Tissot might change their name? To to I mean, just I mean, obviously, like like no, I don't like like that. that that'd be like if I started a, a a burger franchise and it was called like McDonald's. <laughs> I was gonna say Burger Kings with it like plural, like burger, oh, like oh my 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 watch my my my, my burger brand is called Burger Kings, like oh like Burger King, oh never heard of that or Burger Kings, we're the kings of burgers. I'm sorry, I went I went a little Christopher Walken. Oh, this is Burger Kings. You got the kings of burgers. It, it, it's I'm, different, you know. I'm sure they've trademarked all of the similar names so where you can't even, yeah. Burger King owns Burger Kings. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. You know what I mean? But you think Matei so might, you know, it may maybe change their name just to avoid confusion. Well, you know, we have we have to go back to back to Hong Kong, find those guys. They're still waiting there. They're still, they're still in the convention center. They refuse to leave until someone recognizes that they are also an old watch brand. Probably ready to buy us dinner. Some nice uh, roast roast duck. I don't, I don't think you're the roast duck type, Michael. I'm not, but you know, I'm I'm down for a good time. You didn't have as a vegan, you didn't have the best time trying to find stuff to eat in Hong Kong. No. Uh, I had a lot of cliff bars. 
<laughs> what was that place we went to in that mall with that like Miyazaki restaurant? There was like a place in there you got food at. That was actually really cool. It had like they had the juices and shit too. Do you remember that? Yeah, we we sat down. Um, we also sat down at a restaurant that was pretty good, pretty vegan. Um, How good was the Mexican food? Oh my god, the Mexican food was the best food. <laughs> Listen, guys, if you <laughs> it's like if you want good Mexican food, go to Hong Kong. I don't know how to explain it i half, I, of, I half of my luggage was cliff bars oh i'm just letting you know <laughs> but wait i'm trying to figure out if you're being ironic i actually enjoyed the mexican food there did you not enjoy your meal i thought you liked your meal i i love the meal okay, that was good. that good. was i i look back at that moment with deep fondness mm-hmm. just having that meal with you in the middle of the night walking over there oh it was great that was nice that was a good time yeah. we should go back not now I, I do i do i do miss hong kong i really yeah. do you got some good photos from there, like good, like yeah. like just like street life photos. Yeah, you know, I got a bee sting on my nipple. That's all I took away. <laughs> I I have to go back and get a matching bee sting. That way we be <laughs> just walk sting. around with your brandish nipple, son of bees. Bee sting, bee sting brothers. Maybe that's the guy outside trying to do. Maybe he's trying to yell at the bees to sting his nipple so he can become closer to TBWS. Was he? Is he still <laughs> out there? Is he? Is he okay? <laughs> I don't know. He's gone. Uh, he's he's gone. moved on. Okay, he's gone. I'm telling you, man. But yeah, Matei Tiso and Tiso, different brands. It even says it on know. Wikipedia. Matei Tiso is not associated with another Swiss watchmaker, Tiso. So then, which one was Elvis's Tiso? I, I gotta find that. The photo that I googled, it says Matei Tiso. So I'm and it says Elvis Presley. So I'm assuming he wore Matei Tiso. Okay. Is the one that you have, does it just say Tissot on it? No, it says Matei Tissot. So, I think it's a Wikipedia error. Liars. Liars. The king did not wear a Tissot. You wore a Matei Tissot. Come on. <sighs> ah, here, let's do this. Back to back to actual Tissot. Uh, merged with the Mega in 1930. And then for the next few decades, and even still now, I guess they're associated with like sports, like biking and cycling and like skiing and shit like that. WNBA. Are they? Yep. Let's see. I just, I, I'm not like a sports person, so I don't really, as if you guys couldn't fucking tell, like an out of breath talking. Um, so I don't really know of the, oh no, maybe, I, I, maybe... Someone did a cycling and watches right up on the site and they mentioned Tiso briefly. Let's see the internet official timekeeper responsible for timing MotoGP, hockey, ice wow. hockey, cycling, um, the fencing world championships. Okay. I didn't know you have to time that, but um, <sighs> I thought I'd just have to stick you with the pointy end. Yeah. <laughs> and the Women's National Basketball Association yeah. for many years. So that's crazy. I just, I don't know. I just, it's just odd. Well, I mean, it's not that odd. Mido, uh, another Swatch group, right? Mido, it's a Swatch mm-hmm. brand. Yeah. Isn't it them in like college football? Is it? Yeah. That was like, I thought they were like huge with college football. <laughs> I can believe it. I don't know. Also the Chinese Basketball Association. Interesting. Hmm. So it's just, it's just... It's just really odd because I think maybe because, again, because people construe Tissot as being so accessible, most people, to give you an idea, my parents who aren't watch people, they've heard of Tissot. 
Wait a you minute. Know what, I mean? what? Here's something interesting. Mm. Did you see the number of employees for Tissot? No. Two two hundred and fifty. Isn't that you... rather small? That is actually kind of small. Oh well, yeah, two fifty. Revenue one billion as per two thousand seventeen. Let's just do a comparison. Let's see if the number of employees are listed on Omega. No, I didn't want the Omega Greek symbol, assholes. Why the fuck? <laughs> I mean, Rolex number of employees is six thousand plus, for example. So maybe Omega is comparable. Um, that I kind of feel like that's a tiny, tiny group of people. Eight hundred. Two hundred fifty. Wow. So maybe that's the issue. Maybe there's just not a lot of people at Tissot. Tissot. <laughs> Tissot watches. Let me see. Rado. What? No, I want Rado watches. I don't want the Hungarian noble. <laughs> Come on, man. Wikipedia. Don't you have the knowledge graph? Or is it, uh, I'm so with, with all this said, as you're looking for that, have you ever seriously considered buying a Tissot? Yes. Which one? I, um, well, uh, let me just say one one more date here, and then we can talk, because I want to start digging into specific models. Um, oh, okay. The final date that you should be aware of for Tissot, 1983, acquired by Swatch Group, because Quartz Crisis. Swatch Group ate everything during the Quartz Crisis. I wonder if they... <clears throat> do you think they were acquired at the same time as Omega? I don't know. When did Omega? Was it, was it a was it a batch deal? Let's see. Like I guess <laughs> if said you acquire, <laughs> listen, Mister Hayek, if you acquire us, we'll throw in Tiso for free. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know why Omega is from Long Island. Um, Nineteen ninety eight. Oh no, wait. Mm. That's a, that's the wrong date. God damn it. Weekend. Can you do control fine on an iPad? This is awful. Probably not. Probably different dates. It I think it's different dates. Yeah. I think it's I think it actually was in the nineties. <laughs> Let me see here. Omega history. Swatch. Swatch. But not the 1998. Wow. 1998 also acquired Blanc Paul, Uber Gay, I think. But yeah, wow, that's early. So, so now a Swatch brand and now capable of tapping into probably a ton of really cool movements and technology and, to make and they, nice watches. They do. So here's one thing. So you asked, so yeah, now let's talk about models and things like that. You asked if there was ever a Tissot I'd seriously considered acquiring. Yes, there's two. There's one you and I have talked about a lot. It's the Viso date. Mm-hmm. They're also... Okay, I'll say this right now, and you guys can fight me if you want. Don't fight me. I'm, I'm very weak. Um, I have no muscle structure. Tissot is the only Swiss watch brand that I have seen offer an affordable mechanical chronograph. And by affordable, I mean under $1,000, as low as $350. Which one is that? So here, I'm going to send you this. I'm going to send you this. There is, I don't think they, they don't, they're not hitting it that much anymore, but there were a series of ETA movements 
that Tissot asked Etta to make in order to put into affordable chronographs, and Etta did it, and they used the Lamania 5100 as the base. So okay. let me send you this link, which is a just a a, a, a watch base uh, piece on the on the movement, and then let me grab you an example. <laughs> oh, you sent it to the full group, but that's oh okay. motherfuck. <laughs> Whatever. Let me just let's see. Okay. Everyone else ignore. Lamania fifty one hundred base. That. Okay. So let me send you an example. Tiso automatic. Here, here's an example that uses that chronograph movement. And I would say this is actually a very straightforward and handsome chronograph. Let me send this to you. It is an Amazon link. Sorry for all the weird junk they attach in the string afterwards. The Tissot V8 Black Dial Men's Chronograph Automatic Watch T. Oh, here's a fucking reference number. T106.427.11.051.001.00. It is a black dial. Um, I don't know what the actual name is for this type of arrangement in a chronograph. This thing is not fake, Michael, because I thought it was fake. It is a $400 automatic chronograph based on on that Lamania 5100 movement that Etta made for Tissot. That's got to be probably is, one of the cheapest mechanical chronographs. Hands down. Seen. Hands down. And it's not alone. I've seen other incredibly affordable chronographs from Tissot. And people, I just don't care or aren't aware of it. You know what I mean? I mean, the Seagulls are pretty cheap. Those uh, Seagull Air Force watches. Yeah. But, but if you're... Cheap. This was cheap. If you're the type of person who's just like, I want a really wearable, classic, never goes out of style, mechanical, Swiss, if you for some reason give a fuck, Swiss chronograph, but I don't want to spend, I mean, you know, a few thousand bucks for less money or for about, I mean, these days, the same money as like a Saab 033 or a Seiko SKX007, you can buy this watch. Let's get this out of the way. Tissot V8 is a horrible name. It is a horrible name. I think maybe they're trying to do like an automotive thing, I guess. I don't V8? Know. Isn't that tomato juice? Uh, it, it's also uh, the shape and number of cylinders in an engine block. I ate V8. But, <laughs> but yeah, it is also a juice. Yeah, it's a juice. <laughs> I thought about the juice first. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's a car. It's a car. <laughs> My association was immediately a car. You're like, who the fuck names their watch after juice? <laughs> but yes, Michael, we are both, we're both not wrong. I'm fucking sick. We're both right. <laughs> but we're both not wrong. Oh, man. It is also a juice. Yes. Right? It's a juice. <laughs> oh, boy. That was a great. Uh, that's that's a TBWS moment going down in history. There you go, man. <laughs> Why would they name it after a juice? I'm just like, <laughs> is he fucking with me? I'm like, you can what? tell. You can tell. I'm really not a car guy. I'm not. It's just my parents. I'm, I'm a my, juice my guy. My dad right? is, but yeah. But yeah, so this, yeah, it's it's a, it's still a bad name, if you ask me. Um, black <gasps> textured dial. I still have to, I'm trying to get off the juice. <laughs> I'm trying to get. We're running out of air time, man. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. <laughs> but I think the best part of this is I showed you this watch. At what point did you think, why'd they name it after Juice? Were you hanging on to that for a while before you brought it up? No, no, not at all. I You sent me the Amazon link, and, I, and then you started reading the reference number. And I was like, why is he reading that part of the reference number? It looks like there's there's a parent like product name attached to it, which is to Soviet. And then I was just like, that's a juice. <laughs> juice. <laughs> so, oh, inno- so innocent yeah oh man that's great mommy and daddy why don't they name their watch after a juice I don't know son god damn it <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know oh man um, so yeah that is a oh, god I love that chronograph that's not the only one by far if you search Tissot and that movement the specific movement reference is uh, Eta C01.211 built off. It's an automatic chronograph, so it's going to be thicker than normal, but it's based off the Lamania 5100. If you want an affordable fucking mechanical chronograph, guys, get your shit together and look at Tissot. It's, it's just nuts. But here is a, a watch model that I remember reading about. I didn't remember until we talked about this. And when I saw this, I had a pang of, ooh, this actually would be a good watch to get. I'm going to send you the... Tell me if you remember this watch at all. Whew, God, my heart. It might be the same. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Let's see. Uh, let, me, let me find it. Let me find the right one. Let me find the right one. This is from 2017, I think this one was from. Let me find it. Let me find not on that strap. Yeah, I'll do the strap. The strap is fine. Let me send this to you. Do you remember the release? These are 2017 of the Tissot Heritage 1948. Is this the uh, <clears throat> the big boy? Oh no, yeah, I remember this one. Thirty nine. It, it looks better on it looks better on the strap. I'll tell you. Yeah, thirty nine millimeters in diameter. MSRP for about fifteen hundred bucks, but you can find it eight hundred bucks online all fucking day and it's not yeah. based off that Lamania that I mentioned before this particular uh, chronograph is the ETA A05.H21 uh, built on the base ETA 7750 uh, mm. so more of like a Valjoux legacy chronograph um, <clears throat> anything in the 77 line I'm pretty sure is, is like a Valjoux and shit like that so to answer your question if there was ever Tissot I thought about getting yes the Tissot Viso date and honestly a Tissot automatic chronograph just because they're so affordable. It's a Swatch Group uh, brand, so you're getting at a fucking quality shit. I could spend 400 bucks and get something built off of a Lamania 5100. Like, dude. You know what I'm saying? I talk so much shit about the Visor Day. Not bad shit, but shit like, oh, I'm gonna buy it. And you I love that watch. It. You yeah. never bought it. That I for a long time, that was your white dial dress watch that you wanted yeah. to get. Just never bought it. Um, I saw somebody share this one on the Slack channel recently, but uh, this one's pretty cool too. Let me see. Um, the Tissot Gentleman with the Paramatic Movement. Let me fucking open this thing. That thing looks fucking cool. Where the fuck? <clears throat> oh, here it is. Whoa. Okay, is this the watch that everyone's saying looks like the most recent Monta? Um, 
I Did mean, you see I that? guess I, I saw that Monta. I'm not a huge fan. I think this looks a little bit more like a, a 41, like a 41 millimeter Datejust or something, or like a Datejust, the bigger Datejust that they yeah. have now. The Gentleman is 40 millimeters, blah, blah, blah. 10.64 millimeters thin. Gorgeous. Looks wow. cool, man. 80 hour powers are awesome. Reserve yeah. with that. That movement. Um, it's, it's one of the swatch brands that uses that 80 hour. Yeah, so fucking uh, Rado, Beto, Tissot, they all have this 80 hour power reserve movement because they're all uh, swatch groups. Silicone slash silicone balance spring? What? Yeah. Dude. This this blue dial is pretty handsome and looks like the price is 775 MSRP? Yep. How much is it on, on Amazon? To Amazon. Gentlemen. 40 millimeter. <laughs> I just... <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that's, that's quartz. That's quartz. I want the automatic. I don't know. How, how funny was that? <laughs> Why is he reading the reference number? They named uh, it after the Jews. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's actually... It's ba- 725 it's Yeah, it's basically the same price on... Uh, on Amazon, it looks like, yeah, it's a bit confusing because they keep mixing in the goddamn quartz models. Yeah. yeah, this thing is actually fucking crazy gorgeous, and you're getting a you're getting a monster movement in this thing, dude. You get a blue dial, a white dial, and a black dial. So what if you're talking? if you're if you love the style that those like Rolex Datejust have, but you obviously don't want to pay Rolex Datejust style or money, and you really want just like a straight, really gorgeous dress watch that also packs like an orological punch, appropriate orological street cred, dude, look at these fucking Tissot gentlemen's. These mm-hmm. things are nuts. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna get over that V8 thing. V8, dude. dude that was it. That's <laughs> oh, Michael. Man. Michael thinks Tissot. That's where Tissot keeps going wrong. They keep naming <laughs> their watches after juices. Yeah. I mean, stop, let's not talk stop about the, doing that, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. Let's not talk about the Tissot mid and made in the '90s. That was just a fucking disaster. <laughs> All right. Can't believe we missed that. <laughs> the, t- the, the 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 Tissot Marine Star Welsh's grape juice. That was a fucking train wreck. <laughs> You know, the Tissot Simply Orange. I'm running out of juices. Um, uh, is Hawaiian Punch a juice, a juice or is that a drink? Dude, Why? Sunny D is closer to juice than Hawaiian Punch. Sunny <laughs> D is basically orange drink. <laughs> <laughs> orange drink. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. But, yeah, I think to kind of just cap it out and just reiterate my point, unfairly, people fall into the trap that Swatch has created because Swatch is doing this on purpose. Swatch is pigeonholing Tissot into the mall watch middle tier brand in order to make you feel like you have to pay a few thousand dollars more to get something incredible Swiss quality. Like, dude, yeah. no. If you want a Swiss chronograph and you think your only options are like uh, like a Speedmaster or whatever, that's not the case. You could spend 400 bucks and get that fucking the, the the VH splash juice chronograph that Michael and I were looking at. <laughs> uh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta buy that watch. Yeah, yeah. 
They're, they're actually they're looking pretty good. <laughs> it's a good looking watch. I just found a um, review that Ariel did. Looks like it. Pretty pretty nice watch. Nice dial. It has this really wonderful texture. Also, yeah. I love the circular date window at um, at three. You know what I mean? Really cool, nice. dude. They didn't go crazy with the branding. It's just a straight up nice looking watch. Yeah. What's the size on this thing? I think it might be kind of big actually. Ooh, forty five millimeters. That is big. Really? They're, 45? That's, what it, that's what it says. I mean, that's what it says on Amazon. I mean, RL probably yeah, actually that, measured that it. That could be wrong. That could be wrong. Let's see here. TCV8 chronograph. A blog to watch. Come on, Ariel. Don't fail me now. <clears throat> I don't think you put the size. Come on, Ariel. You're failing me. Control FMM. 45 millimeter. Yep. Wow. Uh, word for word from the a blog to watch review of the Tissot V8 automatic chronograph. Despite carrying a 45 millimeter diameter, the V8 wow. chronograph still feels relatively well proportioned, thanks in part to its relatively short 45 millimeter lug to lug distance. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's 45 and 45. Yeah. So it's kind of got that, I guess it's almost like a square watch dimension, but not square watch profile. Hmm. Okay. Beautiful. Super, super cool, man. So yeah, I, I, and I, I so yeah, just going back to what I was saying before, give Tissot a shot. If you have a particular watch that you've been looking for, I want a super wearable, classy chronograph that doesn't break the bank. Check out Tissot. I want a dress watch, check out Tissot. I want a dive watch that's not uh, like everything you see. Check out Tissot, check out the Sea Stars, dude. You know what I mean? The Tissot Sea Stars are uh, dive watches that the brand offers uh, in a very similar price range to everything we've been talking about with just like a totally different vibe than everything else you normally see. You know what would drive me nuts <clears throat> in the affordable dive watch space is if I was trying to make a decision between what Tissot makes and what Mito <clears throat> makes. Those are those are two brands that like kill it with yeah. dive watches that are affordable and I don't know, just different from you. You could get that Mito. You can get that Mito Titanium, eighty hour power reserve for like five six hundred bucks. I had that thing in for a bit. Mike Razak has a review on it on the TVWS site. It's a fucking so incredible cool. watch. So cool. And Baird has that limited one with the, the yeah. blue dial. Hell yeah, dude. That's nice, man. Now the Ocean Star Tribute, yeah, on the mesh, gorgeous. You know. People should give these quote unquote mid tier swatch brands more credibility than you do. Just like I said, just because you just because everyone can get it doesn't make it shitty. You yeah. know what I mean? Just because everyone can get a fast food burger doesn't mean fast food burgers are shitty unless you're a vegan. Sorry, Michael. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Burger King has the uh I think Beyond now. Well it's here's my question. Food. Are they cooking it on the same grill? They have to have yeah, a separate but grill I'm, station. I'm not- I'm not that much of a crazy vegan. I don't okay. Well, I wasn't sure. Shit. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, I can't like eat here. I'm, whatever. My but I, I, Evan, you remember Evan from the wedding? He used to be um, very hardcore vegetarian, not vegan, vegetarian. Um, and and I remember I was hanging out with him once. And actually, it was burger. We went to we went to a Burger King or a McDonald's, something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Maybe they have uh, like a veggie burger here. Like, oh no, I'm not going to eat it because they cook it on the same grill as like the regular burgers. And I was just like, what? And like he explained to me like the whole process behind that. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But but you don't care. No. 
Excellent. <laughs> Uh, there is an installation at, at Disney actually permanently, which has the um, Impossible Burger, or, or like that. They use it to make uh, sliders. It's really good. It's really really nice. Might try to go. Might try to go back to Disney. <clears throat> hey man, I know a guy. He lives Bef- at Disney. Before the uh, before the end of the year, maybe. It's tough. My wife and I went to. Uh, Disney Springs to quickly grab takeout and the actual process to get in wasn't was, was fine they separate everyone and they take your temperatures it takes two seconds um, but as soon as you get inside okay I'm trying to think of a way to describe this one make me sound like the fucking worst person ever <clears throat> hey man you're in Florida we get it <laughs> all of God's rich tapestry of fucking disgusting human beings for some reason choose to congregate on Disney property and they opt to let it all hang out uh, now and so it's very sweaty outside so as soon as they get past the station where you have to wear the mask and blah blah they take the mask off they're sweating everywhere they're licking their fingers and they're touching everything and I'm like this is why mask murderers exist because they see shit like this man you know what I mean I'm going to add God's rich tapestry disgusting human beings to my Kaz lexicon. All the ones. All the, all, the, all the worst versions of anyone you have ever met is included in that America quilt of disgusting human beings. You know what I mean? I don't know why they all come here, Michael. They're all here. They're all here and they're sweating in my face and I can't do anything. I bought it because assault is illegal. You know? Oh, and I don't want to touch them. I don't want to touch them. I prefer not to touch them or breathe their air. That's good. That's you know, good. so if you do show up, uh, just understand, even if you follow the rules, not everyone is going to. Okay? They're going to take, <sighs> we'll their, they're take their mask off. They're going to baby, baby bird feed their fucking children in the open air downwind of you. It's just fucking disgusting, man. All right? <laughs> Mothers With masticating that? burgers and spitting them into their baby's mouths and shit like that. I'm, I'm, I'm really getting insane right now, but it's just, <laughs> I, I, I used to have really bad germophobia and it was, for a while it was really bad. Um, but then around the time, Michael, you and I met, I had a lot of it under control. Uh, but a lot of this stuff is just making it come back pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. And um, I, I, I tur- we were at Disney Springs and um, in the middle of it, I turned to my wife and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like... I don't want to alarm you, but I'm fairly certain I'm having a very severe panic attack. She's like, why? It's like, I just want to crawl into a ball and die before the germs kill me. Like, <laughs> like if I'm going to die, first of all, dying was a given as soon as I walked into other people's air. I'm like, okay, dying's a given. I'm going to die. It's fine. It's fine. I'd rather die on my own terms. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd rather grab one of these plastic knives from Blaze Pizza or whatever and slip my own fucking throat or rug bird my own fucking throat because it's a plastic knife like before <laughs> other people's negligence in regards to the fucking virus and just their disgustingness as humans affects me. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I got very distracted. But yeah, so... You, you, should, you guys should come visit. It's, it's a little different. <laughs> is it? Do people... Are people less horrible by you? It's, uh, it's... Well, let me ask you, was the guy screaming wearing a mask? He did not have a mask. 
Well, there you go. He did also. He also did not have underwear. So we shouldn't laugh at that. I'm sorry, guy. That's an extreme case. Wherever you are, guy. Hope you're okay. <laughs> hope you get the help you need, man. <laughs> yeah, brains me nothing about Tiso. That was fun. So bye bye Tiso. <laughs> This is a great episode. This is a good good four-year anniversary episode. I'm proud. I'm very Michael, proud. happy, happy four-year anniversary. September 16th is the day we conceived of doing this wild, wild and crazy adventure. Wild and crazy, uh, whatever the fuck this is. Podcast, website, really, whatever the fuck it is. But here, let's do this. Episode 192. Thank you so much, for everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much for uh, Josh and um, uh, uh, Kevin Cathcart. Ooh, there it is. For joining us on the Patreon audio risk check, shout out Washquash joining us with the MK2 Paradive, Kevin joining us with the baller ass Steinhardt 39mm Explorer 1 homage. That thing is just crazy gorgeous. Um, Michael, really fun wrist check with you and I. I, 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 I I'm glad you like that 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 Ben Wrist 2 like it's a clone. It's a clone. Some guy, some guy made a copy, and I don't know what to call it, but yeah, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> super cool. I was rocking the MK1 uh, uh, chronograph aluminum from Timex. It is the military watch wrist check to end all military watch wrist checks. Not really, but you know. Um, in addition to that, go and check out, guys. I cannot emphasize this enough. Go and check out twobokewatchknobs.com. Go to the columns area. Hover over it. Click on the balanced cock bugle for balanced and cock cock cock. There you go. God damn, I did it. Balanced and cock certified orological news, probably, um, and get your laugh on. Uh, just to emphasize again, please, for love of God, no one think any of these headlines are real. Although to emphasize, the ads in the IWC post are fucking real. <clears throat> All right. Let us know your thoughts on the Balanced Cog Bugle if you think it's fun. If you want to see more of these, these are honestly a lot of fun to put together. Uh, go and check them out. A couple of quick headlines again. Top Reddit Watchteller nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. Awesome. Uh, let me see here. eBay seller lists used leather hodinky straps in used on its condition. See comments, no returns. It's very funny. Um, let me see what else. Let us know your thoughts on this week's show. Let us know your thoughts on Tissot. If you are an owner of any of the Tissot models that we mentioned, let us know how, uh, uh, your thoughts. If you have any more insight on, on Mate Tissot and Tissot, also let us know your thoughts. Just seems to be a really weird coincidence. It'd be like if there's another podcast called Two Broker Watch Knobs. Right? Uh, and let us know if you thought about the engine or the juice. When we talked about the reference, cover. that's the that's the big one. If I said Tiso V8, did you think engine or juice? I think we might have a pretty even split. We might have an even split. I, I think you're actually that's right. just me. <clears throat> Too funny, but um, <sighs> am I forgetting anything? Yeah, that's it. That's fucking great episode. Yeah, here let's do this, Michael. Michael, happy for your anniversary. I I wouldn't do this. I couldn't do this with anyone else. Um, I guess it's that sad time. It's that sad time. We'll be here again next week and looking forward to what the next year brings. What the next year brings. And also stay tuned. We're going to hit episode 200 soon. Oh yeah, we'll do something special. We'll do something special. But here, here you you, you, you start closing us out and I'll, I'll round it down. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later.